Hello and welcome back to this very special episode of the Rough Trade Edit podcast celebrating our albums of the year so far. Yep, we couldn't wait a, another six months to share all of our favourite records from 2021. So we have fully embraced the halfway mark, indulging in drawing up a list of no less than 35 albums we think are an essential listen so far this year. Um, and here to accompany me on our merry voyage back in time is the much-missed Mr. Nigel House. Welcome back, Nigel. Thank you. It's good to be back. How have you found the first half of this year, music-wise? Fantastic. Yeah. Music-wise, I mean, it's been amazing. There's been so, met so many great records. I yeah. Mean, it's been a really great start to the year, I think. And maybe it's that, you know, people have been at home and be able to yeah, be creative at home. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's been, I think it's been fantastic. A really great year so far. Yeah. And there's plenty more to come as well, I think. Absolutely. But it's great that we're actually doing this little marker at the halfway point because I think it maybe lends itself to give more of a focus on those records that came out right back at the beginning of the year, which maybe often sometimes just kind of slip away towards the end of the year. You know, people yeah. focus more on what's just come out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, without further ado, the way we're going to run this is I've selected five albums, Nigel just selected five albums um, from the big old list, and we're going to highlight them in this show. And I'm going to kick things off, rewinding all the way back to February with Arlo Parks' long-awaited debut album, Collapsed in Sunbeams. I mean, what to say about Arlo Parks that hasn't been said already? She has taken 2021 by storm and every accolade, every award, every Instagram like. She is just so humble and so wonderful. And I'm so, so thrilled for her success because she is just a breath of fresh air. Um, the day after she won her Brit Awards, she was actually down at Rough Trade East shopping for records. And I think she bought some Sharon Van Etten and Julia Jacklin. So a great taste in music herself as well. Um, she's just such a lovely person, incredible songs just nothing not to like and I realise I haven't described the album at all but it is heartbreaking and hopeful and brilliant and we love it. It is fantastic and I, she, she's so grown up she's what 20 or 21 yeah, I think so, so young. young and yet I heard her on a radio programme about Elliot Smith and yes. it, was just, it was just fantastic she just I, I think she's just so great she was on the Today programme as well and she was just so grown up yeah you know I don't mean that in a bad way but in a great way it's just you know she was articulate interesting fantastic and the yeah. album is amazing it's so you so know. good we we tried to have it as our album the month we booked it in you know a couple of years ago almost and it just never quite worked out but I know, it's, I still love this album and love her as well. So the track I'm going to go for is the brilliant Caroline. So here's a little bit of it for you. Maybe if you took a breath, you would hear me when I talk to you. So the first one I've chosen is Mogwai. Um, it's their tenth album, and I know, in a way, they do the same record every time. But this is just the best one they've done for ages. I mean, I love them. I mean, I think they're so good. Um, and this one is called um, As the Love Continues. And maybe these kind of dark, depressing times suit them. You know? <laughs> maybe it helps sort of bring them out. They are just so epic. Yeah. And I just think they're, they're so good, really. 
Yeah. And they got the UK number one, was it, with this record, which is like mega. Yeah, they did. Very well deserved. Yes, yeah, exactly. For an album like this, um, yeah, to be number one is incredible. It just shows they sort of, I shouldn't, you know, not that they've broken through, but, you know, there's just people out there who do love this sort of music. Yeah. And the, I, mean, I love their soundtracks. The, the, the Zidane soundtrack was fantastic. And uh, Les Revenant, I think that's probably when they're best when they're doing soundtracks, but this album's great. The track I've chosen is um, Midnight Fit, and it's got Atticus, Atticus Ross on there as well, doing string arrangements. And Atticus, he's he works with um, Trent Reznor doing loads of soundtracks for you know, huge soundtracks, and also in Nine Inch Nails. And yes. um, we go back a long way in uh, <laughs> I just, <laughs> a Rough Trade West. Regular. <laughs> he was, yeah, until he moved to America. Yeah, he was in a group called Twelve Rounds, I think, that were fantastic as well. So he's, yeah, he's great, and uh, he really adds to this Mogwai album, I think. And um, yeah, so here's the track. Hope you like it. And next up, my pick is the wonderful Dry Cleaning with album New Long Leg, which was our album of the month back in April, out on 4AD. This is impassive spoken word, which commands frenzied post-punk for a unique debut outing that is infectious, ingenious, and just downright seductive. Um, in the podcast interview I did with the band, uh, they told me how they were in the throes of a record deal, etc., and they had this sort of sit-down meeting in a wimpy bar uh, to decide whether they actually wanted to be a band and go for it, which was just so fascinating to me because obviously the album has since come out and people adore it and they're just brilliant and they've got such a, a way with the songs that they do and the kind of the style that they do it in. So yeah, that was just crazy to me that they didn't consider <laughs> that maybe they would want to pursue it. And I think that's down to a lot of the questions that probably many bands and artists put to themselves about the level of... Um, kind of all the commitment as it were and the time that you have to put into touring and promoting this, these records that can be quite grueling I suppose so there, there is that question there but we're obviously so so glad that they chose to be a band because um, yeah. otherwise we wouldn't have had this album it's just so fabulous yeah it's such a great album yeah I think it's also one of those ones that's maybe a bit of a slow burner with people that maybe didn't know them before and they're kind of since discovering it you know months later and just falling in love with it it's yeah. really great to see yeah. the track i'm going for is unsmart lady don't cry just drive good luck Next up for me is uh, Japanese Breakfast, who I've always loved. And this album is uh, the best one she's done so far, I think. It's just so good. Um, I mean, she I don't know. She she did this book called Crying in H Mart. She wrote a book called Crying in H Mart about her um, her mother dying of cancer. This was a, um, a couple of years ago, 2014, um, and it was number two in the bestsellers in America. Wow, which is amazing. But it's and it's coming out over here uh, in August, I think. 
And nice. I think, and I think we got signed copies as well. But um, the album is just good. It's it's very uplifting. And after that kind of the darkness of you know her mother dying, I think this is kind of a bit more of a ode to life, really. Mm. Um, it's much more joyful, poptastic. I mean, it's just great. I mean, I do love her. Um, I think she's coming over as well in August. Oh yeah. Which, um, which should be good Fab. as well. Yeah, exactly. So it's very. I mean, it's very poppy, and it's you know a bit. Um, Alan Sebastian in places and it's a bit um, uh, very indie pop all the way through yeah I hate I hate this word but it's very accessible isn't it yes (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah is it uh, accessible but there there are tracks that um, are bits of Arthur Russell-ish you know quite sort of dranky lo-fi disco Um, but it's it's not as poppy as you know Taylor Swift or anything like that no you know and I don't think it's trying to be either I know some people try to be like Taylor Swift but this it definitely isn't. Um, the track I've chosen is um, "Posing in Bondage," which you know should be a you know could be the soundtrack to an '80s film, I think. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit in that kind of lordy sort of a style, really. Anyway, this is the track "Posing in Bondage." Next up, and we have Serpent with Feet. So this record came out at the end of February. It is called Deacon, and it is described as a study rather than a story. Uh, The record explores a world wherein black love is paramount, delving specifically into black gay love and the tenderness present in the best companionships, romantic or otherwise. So Serpent With Feet is the Baltimore-raised artist, and he draws a lot here on his youth spent singing in church, and I think injects, you can hear it in the record, injects a real good dose of gospel into this very warming R&B record. Uh, This album is such a big celebration of love, which I think should be fully embraced in 2021, given the recent trying times uh, felt by so many of us. Um, It's fabulous. And I think maybe one that's perhaps slipped a bit under the radar, certainly here. The track I've chosen is probably the most popular one, but it's just brilliant, is Fellowship. But I know you're a fan of one of the others. Amer or Amer. Yes, or, yeah, which is an, yes. Yes, exactly, yeah. Which is an amazing track. I don't yeah. like all of the album, um, but that one track is just like incredible. Yeah. Here is Serpent with Feet and yeah. Fellowship. How a breezy Sunday afternoons. Christmas films in July with you. The canon of Baltimore Tales. Our crafty looks when there's nothing to wear Maybe it's the blessing of my thirties I'm spending less time worrying and more time we Bit to the other end of the scale really, I've chosen Bicep for their second oh. album, which is a total banger. <laughs> <laughs> um, Isles, and it's on Ninja. I mean Ninja have been on fire this, this year. I oh think, god yeah, you know, they really country. have. Bicep. They're both top five albums, I believe, and they've got you know loads of other things as well coming out. So I mean, I think they're just such a great label, and they're, they're certainly you know doing so well at the moment. Um, Bicep are 
from Northern Ireland and really you need to be in a field at your head watching them I think at a festival really, yeah. or in a club so it's kind of a bit hard for them at the moment because they are you know such a great live band and you, know, you need to be out there seeing them um, but you know it's a good home listen as well you know maybe where you're doing the I don't know hoovering on a Sunday morning <laughs> I don't know drown out the hoovering yeah exactly yeah you know it's uh, or maybe actually driving in the car but just don't get too sort of you know too fast yeah hip- hypnotised by it exactly. yeah yes it is because you know it's just a, a mixture of kind of techno garage you know all that sort of stuff it's uh, yeah I love it the track I've chosen is um, Atlas and it, that um, samples Ofra Hazza Oh, cool. You know, and it's it's, it's a bit, um, it's a bit like Richie Horton as well. I mean, it's great. I mean, I love both Ofra Hazza and Richie Horton. So, um, yes, here we go. Bicep, banger. off one banger and into another uh, way back in January Sleaford Mods that little known Nottingham band uh, released Spare Ribs their sixth studio album and their first back on Rough Trade Records ever witty ever fantastic they just get better and better for me um, some really really nice guest spots here too we've got Amy from Amel and the Sniffers whose new album arrives in the latter part of this year and is fan-fucking-tastic, by the way. Um, and also Billy No Mates, who I just adore. Um, mods, for me, are all about so much more than the music. Their attitude, their charisma, and just the downright awesome things that they do. So recently, they released a batch of £5 tickets for their upcoming tour for fans who had been made redundant and or are struggling financially as a result of the pandemic. So they're just super, super cool, super real, and this album, yeah, sums all of that up in one, I think. It's so good. Yeah, I mean, they are so good. I love them. Yeah. I want them yeah. to be my mates. <laughs> <laughs> and live, they're just so amazing. Yes. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a very minimal show, but it's just so, you know, compelling. Yeah. And I just so. think when I spoke to Jason for the podcast, I think last year when they released the anniversary record, he was just saying how they're still so amazed that their project just bore this incredible following and has become as successful as it has because I guess it's just a bit it's quite unique and something that you wouldn't think would be so popular maybe not because it's not good just because it's you know to a certain taste in some respects but no they deserve all of the success and um yeah, yeah, I'm I glad. Mean, yeah, I agree. I mean, and I love the way they're putting politics in music, which I think we need more of. I just think it's that I mean, it's politics with capital P, um, which can be, you know, can be good and bad. But I mean, I think they just do it so well. Yeah. It's so, so good. They do. And they know exactly yeah. who they are, um, yeah. which is yeah. so transparent and fabulous exactly, and everything yeah. that you would want in, a, in an artist that you follow. Yeah. So they're great. And the track I've gone for is Elocution. hoping that by agreeing to talk about the importance of independent venues, 
I will then be in a position to move away from playing independent venues. I'm no good with elocution to get myself into the institution. I mean, at the other end of the scale, this is certainly not a banger. Um, I've chosen Cassandra Jenkins. Um, it's her second album. She was she was preparing to play on um, David Ber uh, Berman's tour, as Purple Mountains. Just and then, she found out he you know, overnight he committed suicide. She was living in Norway, and this is an album. It's not about that, but it's you know includes that. So it's all about you know grief. Mm -hmm and, uh, you know, suits to wear for a funeral and things like that. And, and while I'm making it sound pretty miserable, it's not actually that miserable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a beautiful album. To me, it sounds a, a bit like a cross between um, Laurie Anderson and uh, maybe Carole King or something like that, or Joni Mitchell. I mean, she is so good. And this is, it's, I'm quite annoyed actually with this album. They sent it to us, or they sent it to me actually, and uh, I loved it straight away. And they said, do we, do we want to do an exclusive on it? And I said, I love this album, but I don't think we'll sell enough of it. No. <laughs> you know, so I turned it down and said, no, um, I just didn't. Uh, but I've learned from that. I always have, usually have the courage of my convictions. Thinking, yeah. yeah. We're going to do really well with this. Yeah. You know, even though there's no sales history, nothing, you know. Um, but for this one, I, maybe, I don't know why. I just thought, actually, no. So, you know, maybe we won't do enough of this, even though I love it. Has the pandemic anyway. thrown you, Nige? Did yeah, it, maybe, did it yeah. knock you off maybe knock I was suffering your game from, a bit? Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> I was suffering the crisis of confidence, you know. Um, yeah, maybe I didn't play it to Sean, my sounding board, and, you know, he's usually <laughs> the best one, but, you know, being at home, I didn't. But anyway, um, so we didn't, but um, I wish I had. And I just love this album. The, the best track on it there for me is Hard Drive, which is just fantastic. I asked the bookkeeper at the end of the seventh ray to tell me what he knew about St. Germain. And he told me about chakras and karma and the purple flame, the birth of the cosmos, the ascended masters, and the astral plane. He said, you know, the mind, the mind is just a heart. In February, seven member strong Black Country New Road released their debut full length and our album of the month for the first time. Um, although most should recognise many of the songs on this record, I think there were just a couple of newbies. They were all tweaked and rearranged from the original singles and the result is a flawless, epic masterpiece of an album. It is so big and so grand. Um, it's got really masterful instrumentation and really captivating lyrical delivery. It's just badass and everybody should own a copy. <laughs> I think they're flipping great. Yeah. Um, the track I'm going to play is Sunglasses, because it's summer and we all need our sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing album. Welcome to the best new six-part Danish crime drama. She steams herself in marble rooms of big farmer I lose myself in the light of the TV fantastic so my final choice is uh, Madhu Mokhtar who's uh, from Niger and he's one of the um, desert blues 
guitarist, I suppose that's what he's best known for. But he's, I mean, I think the fact that he's African is kind of in, not neither here nor there. It, this is just, you know, psychedelic music. Mm. It is so good. Um, I had to go back and listen to his earlier stuff, which is kind of good. But this is, you know, really hit his straps. I mean, it's is something you know the king gizzard or something like that wouldn't mind playing you yeah know, it's just that riff-tastic i didn't realize actually till i was reading up about him that um he actually plays guitar left-handed which maybe you know it's not hendrix like but you can see there's hendrix in there um and the track i've chosen is uh afrique victime which is the title of the album as well um and it's track seven or something. I know when I sent it, I was listening through and I think it was track seven or eight. And I was just thinking, wow, this is amazing. This, this is an epic track. It's it's a bit, you know, it's like one of those Japanese bands that just goes on. The drummer is amazing. The guitar in there is amazing. I just love this album. Mm. <laughs> I hope people pick up on this because, um, again, maybe yeah. it's one that I haven't seen no. or play, we haven't played it so much. Not us specifically, but yeah. maybe just when you're out and about and... Yeah, it deserves a lot of exposure. I think it's exposure. a bit of a slow burner. I think that um, as more and more, more and more people hear it, they think, oh my God, this is so good. Because it's yeah. kind of, you know, the whole thing about putting something in the kind of African section is that, you know, you think it's world music, but this is not world music. No. This is like psychedelic guitar music. Yeah. As good as anything out there, you know. So that's the section it should be in, the great guitar yeah. section. It'll be interesting interesting to see uh, where it slots in some albums of the year lists at the yeah. end of the year. I'm sure it'll be in there in a lot of uh, yeah, people's... Yeah, it'll be in ours, definitely. Yeah. High up as well, yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That wraps our albums of the year so far highlights. Thank you so, so much for tuning in, for supporting Rough Trade in 2021 so far and indulging in all of the wonderful, brilliant music that has been released this year. Got your own opinion? Please do tweet us at Rough Trade and hashtag Rough Trade Edit Podcast. Always, always good to chat and hear what you guys think. I will be back with the regular show very soon. But until then, it is bye-bye from me and bye-bye from... Mr. Nigel House. Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.